Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ. Call Cheryl now with your questions about gardening or landscaping at 512-836-0590, pound 590 on your wireless, or toll free 1-877-590-KLBJ. Well, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Austin Gardener. As you heard, I'm Cheryl McLaughlin, and we are here to talk about what's going on with y'all. Um, I would encourage you, if you have any landscape project needs, especially if you want something done this fall, to go to kevinwoodlandscapes.com and contact us and see if we can help you. Especially if you're interested in things like native Texas plants or well-adapted non-natives, good irrigation systems, really pretty lighting designs, patios, decks, waterfalls, you name it, retaining walls, um, organic methods, great soil, lots of compost in it. So these are the things that uh, everybody should want. So. Uh, get in line early, though, because it takes a while to get it all done. I don't care which landscape company you're using. If it's a good company, it takes a while. But today, let's talk about what's going on with y'all. 512-836-0590. That's a call or text number. And we have a toll-free long-distance line, which is 877-590-5525. So, again, 512-836-0590. Call or text um hey i got a nice little rain at my house last night i don't know about y'all did anybody else get a good little rain it was uh just delightful even a couple of thunders which you know i don't know why exciting <laughs> when it sat out in the garage with the doors open to uh, smell it and and feel it but it actually was raining so hard that it it was blowing in on me, so I closed the back door, but it was so lovely, just wonderful. And as Jeff was talking about, um, it is so good to get the uh, rainfall because of the effect that it has on the plants. He's, he's talking about uh, rainwater being acidic. If so, I would think it's, I mean, not like acid rain kind of thing, but I was always taught that it was more like neutral pH. So I got to do a little research, but if it's anything like neutral to uh, slightly acidic, that you can tell the plants just love it. You know, they really perk up. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see what we come up with. Uh, oh, here's a text from an old friend good morning you mentioned something to get rid of spider mites last week what is it uh roger says hi he really misses his workouts and bike rides with kevin yeah i i know you guys had so much fun kevin just lived for those workouts and bike rides that was his favorite thing um so what i was talking about with spider mites is a repellent and that is seaweed uh, so liquid seaweed can be sprayed on a regular basis. Uh, you know how lantana gets spider mites every single year. And uh, when it gets really hot, which it got hot early this year. So 
Um, you can spray it with liquid seaweed. You got to get up under those the bottom of those leaves, is that's where they're at. But yeah, they don't like seaweed. Not sure why, but it's a really good repellent for them, and it's better than spraying something that'll hurt. You know, beneficials because butterflies use lantana. Everything. Even I've even seen hummingbirds on lantana, but. Anyway, that's what I was talking about. Good to hear from you. Um, so, again, 512-836-0590. Call or text that number. And let me hear from you. If you got a little rain last night, I'd like to hear about that uh, to see. I, I, I didn't really get a good look at the radar. So, um, I think it's uh, it was just, I, I think, hit or miss, but I'm not sure. Uh, okay, here is a text. Uh, let's see here. It's just a list of plants. Uh, it says milkweed, coriander, lemongrass, and then coriander in lemongrass, milkweed. I'm not really sure what's going on here, but milkweed is a native plant. There's at least three native to uh, Travis County that I know of, and they're very good plants for butterflies. So if you go to your local nursery, ask for the milkweed, uh, and that would be things like butterfly weed, anlopornes is another one. Uh, what's that third one? I'm forgetting about it right this second. But uh, yeah, that's what you want, and it's best to try to to go to a local a locally owned nursery where they know about that stuff, uh, what works here. And another good uh, resource is always going to be wildflower.org. That is the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower uh, Research Center website. It is so full of information, you can't believe it. And all you have to do is go to wildflower.org, click on Native Plants, and then just get busy reading. They have a ton of lists on there, which you've heard me say before. But if you want, there'll be a list. What's the best plants for butterflies? What's the best plants for dry shade? I mean, you name it. There's a list for it. Um, and you can also just look up local milkweed and see what you get. Uh, as far as the herbs, um, lemongrass, a lot of people grow lemongrass here and coriander. Uh, both of them, I think, would be very easy and successful for you to grow. I don't know a lot about uh, growing either of those too much, but there's probably going to be plenty of information on the AgriLife website. So, again, uh, let's see, you've got a 210 area code. You might be in San Antonio-ish. Um, isn't that where 210 is? Anyway, go to AgriLife whatever county you're in, and uh, then it'll come up with this huge amount of information. You can scroll through there and pick what you want to know about, uh, whether it's a home garden, vegetable selections, fruit selections, how to do this, how to do that, what herbs work very well. Um, so that is a great source of information for you and I see that you are on the computer so you should be able to Google that or just type in Agra life you know whatever county you're in 
Uh, okay, is it too hot to apply plant doctor fungicide on my rose bushes? Um, not if you do it in the cool part of the day. Uh, you want to be sure that it's not wet on the leaves when the sun is fully shining on your plants. And, um, you know, you don't want that to, to hurt them. Uh, most of the time... It dries pretty fast, so you could do it in the late afternoon. It just kind of depends. If your roses are in the shade later in the day, you could do it then. Otherwise, you could do it early morning, as long as they have time to dry out before the sun hits them. Kind of surprised that the roses have fungus right now uh, because it's been so hot and dry. But here's the thing. If, you, if your irrigation waters on the leaves... Then you'll, uh, you're, you know, that can cause it if there's not a lot of air circulation. Okay, time for that first break. Let's get that going on, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, five ninety AM and ninety nine point seven FM. Okay, we are back. And we're here to answer your questions, take your input, listen to your comments, try to help you out with anything you might be thinking of. Um, this is a sort of a hold'em time of year, I know. Um, but remember, it's still a pretty active growing season. So if you can take care of plants, uh, it's not a bad time to get stuff in the ground because think about it. You've got this... Uh, great amount of time before our first freeze and so if you you know if you get a really good native plant you put it in the ground mulch it really well make sure it doesn't get too dry uh, then you've got a big head start on winter especially things that are going to be kind of tender that first winter uh, you know things like maybe pride of Barbados kind of tropical things so uh, not a bad time if you can take care of things and, you know, just give them a little extra help. So uh, you can talk about stuff like that if you want to. But here again is the number to call, 512-836-0590. You can also text that number. And then we have the long distance line, which is 877-590-5525. Uh, so again, 512-836-0590. Got a text here that says... Got a bit of rain last evening. I live in Terrytown near Expo and Windsor. Smelled so wonderful. It did. Some friends and I were actually at um, this uh, restaurant called Las Palomas down on Bee Cave because they have music of their lovely jazz ensemble. Um, and so we were sitting there. and I don't know whether I saw lightning out the window or heard thunder or something. And I'm like, y'all. I pulled up my weather app and I saw, you know, that <laughs> there was rain hanging around. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to go chase this rain. We were done anyway. Uh, so I I finished up, go outside, and it smelled like heaven. And I was, there's several people milling around outside. I'm like, y'all, it smells like rain. And they go, yes, it does. It smelled so good. Um, so I headed on back up north towards my house and as i got closer to my house the road was wet and i got really excited and yes it had rained at my house but it wasn't raining when i got home 
But a little while later, it started raining, and it rained really good and hard. It's just, you know, it's just wonderful. And it'll help the plants a lot. It really will. So what we need are these, a little bit of soil moisture, because we have like zero uh, soil moisture. Anything we get is going to soak in right away. Um, but it was kind of like a little bit of a, uh, a shot for the plants. Because I don't know about y'all, but all my stuff that's kind of in the woods that where I don't irrigate is all burning up. You know, like all the uh, Virginia creeper is just turning brown and uh, dying off. off. Um, it'll come back first, you know, it'll probably be green tomorrow. But uh, a lot of other stuff is really suffering out there. And Gosh, you know, it's such a dilemma because you don't want to waste the water, but you also don't want to, like, lose your trees and stuff. Um, so we have to just do what we can to keep things going and then, uh, you know, pray for a tropical depression. <laughs> I don't know what else to do this time of year. It's just, uh, oh, but it did smell so good. So, so good. I wonder how much we got. I really don't know. I know I can go check that out, but... Uh, here's another text here. Uh, good morning. The freeze with the freeze destroying a lot of our shade, the Palisade zoysia is dying faster than I can water. The spaces in the shade are okay. How much water using a sprinkler system will keep the zoysia mostly green? Uh, should a zone get 15 minutes weekly or more? about to give up this year you're the best bob thank you bob yeah that's probably not enough um 15 minutes uh so what i do with my irrigation system is i i run a uh, a pre-round of a short watering like maybe five minutes or something like that for each zone then it pauses allowing that to sort of soak in then it goes back and waters you know, for 15 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, when a plant is used to being in the shade, it will adapt, though. Zoysia will adapt, uh, but it's really hard this time of year to, you know, to keep it that way. Um, I think it might need more than that, maybe twice as much. And that's the thing about uh, St. Augustine as well. It can go most of the year in the hot months on an inch a week. But when you get into these kind of temperatures, that's not enough for most grasses. It's better to soak it deeply. You know, I'd rather you water 30 minutes once a week rather than 15 minutes because it takes a long time for that water to penetrate, especially if the ground is hard and dry. It takes a while for the water to penetrate down through that real hard um ground and and if you've got mulch we've talked about this before but if you've got a couple of inches of mulch on your flower beds and stuff it take at least 15 minutes just to get through the mulch not to mention soak the ground so i this is why you know the native plants are going to do better and some of them will even go dormant this time of year um the zoysia may be going kind of dormant. I don't think it's going to die, but it might not hurt to do a good heavy watering, a good deep soaking, and then, you know, maybe wait at least a week, 10 days, see how it's doing, soak it again if we're not getting rain, which, of course, we probably won't. But, um, 
yeah, you got to know about how much your system puts out. And you can you just do that by running it for X amount of minutes and putting a tuna fish can out there or something. Then you see how long it takes to get an inch. And then uh, you got to, again, you got to allow for the mulch if it's in beds. But the mulch helps, right? It keeps the moisture in when you do water. Um, so here's another text, and it says, uh, because the ground is so hard, would it make sense to aerate so that water could get down into the soil? You just read my mind. I was actually thinking if it's really compacted, yes, of course it would. Now, normally, if we if I was aerating, I would put down that uh, top dressing mix right after. But I think it's too hot to put compost out right now. But just... Um, just aerating would definitely allow the water to get down deeper. Then you could go back in the fall and put down some compost and mineral sand um, to help with drainage. But yeah, that's probably a good idea. If it's super compacted, that's what I was just saying, it takes a while for the, um, the ground to get good and wet, right? To get good and soaked, so... It again, it's just such a tough thing to do right now to justify because we just, you know, we're getting really low on water. The lakes aren't getting replenished. Austin's so big now. Everybody's taking that water out as fast as they can. And I feel kind of guilty when I use the sprinkler system. But um, there's something to be said for keeping that green canopy in a cool green area around you. Uh, it's, you know, otherwise you may as well move to Phoenix or something, you know. It's just, uh, and in places with rock yard, this is why I would never voluntarily design a rock landscape because in this heat, it is just terrible. I mean, if you walk by a house that has rock front yard, um, it's going to be so many degrees hotter in front of that house than it is, say, keep walking and the house next door has grass it's going to be so much cooler uh, and it's just a, a fact I just can't stand it. of course it's very popular in some neighborhoods um, because it's you know low maintenance uh, here's a text that says can giant milkweeds survive in filtered shade with only about four hours of full sun Calotropus giganti. Tag says full sun, but we live in the woods. Yeah, I don't think four hours is going to get it, although I'm not particularly familiar with that particular milkweed. Um, but I'm thinking if you can possibly find a, a little spot with a little bit more sun, I think you're going to be happier with it. Uh, it's Most milkweed likes the sun. You know, like you can go out walking around in a pasture and see antelope horns out there and, and uh, that sort of thing. So, I, you know, I'd probably, I mean, it might live. I just don't know if it'll bloom for you and stuff. So, that's my twos. Anyway, we're about to go to the news. So, uh, if you guys want to get in line, call in, what have you, 512-836-0590, and we'll be back. Thank you. 
Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. And if you want to join the show, call or text 512-836-0590 or you can use the 877-590-5525 toll-free line. Oh, let's go back to the text. Here's one. Hi, Cheryl. Getting rid of an area of Asian jasmine continues. We had someone use a mini excavator to dig it up or try. They almost left because they had a hard time getting all the way down. So we still have roots. They dug up some, but never really penetrated all the way through. Do you think putting cardboard and mulch over that will kill it? I'm so over this. Thanks for your help. Love your show, Cecilia. Yes, that that will do it. If you leave it long enough, that will suffocate it out. Um, you may have to leave it for a whole season or two. The only thing I would say is, if this is like at the base of a tree or something, you can't really get away with that because it definitely will keep water from penetrating. So if you... Um, need to water your tree then that's not really going to be a good way to get rid of it um you'd probably do better just getting some really strong vinegar and if it pops back up spray it that's it's not roundup it's not a systemic but it can keep burning the tops off um until you know it gives up the ghost it's tough though i mean asian jasmine is very tough um Gosh, we've dug it up a million times, and yeah, we probably miss a root or two here and there. Um, and the other thing I would say is that if it's under an oak tree, using a mini excavator is probably not a good idea because all you're going to do is trade jasmine for root suckers. So I don't have enough info to fully answer your question, Cecilia, but um, that's all I would say is just make sure that it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't fall in the root zone of a, a tree that's going to need water. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cheryl, Asclepius Texana likes part shade. Good. Yeah, well, that's good to know. So maybe that gigantic uh, milkweed might like partial shade, too. I would say, though, that, you know, filtered light uh, only four hours a day. It probably kind of depends on what time of day it gets that. I think it's worth a try. I mean, if nothing else, um, you know, what do you got to lose? Uh, what kind of weed is this? Ragweed, famine reed, Bryce. So it's a very bushy weed with white flowers. However, the uh, I can't enlarge these, so I cannot really see the leaves very well. Um, I can tell you that it is not ragweed. I don't know what famine weed is, per se, but um, it looks kind of like, I mean, the flowers look like little daisies kind of things. It's a little bushy kind of daisy thing. If you can get me a, real, a, a much better, uh, a little bit of a closer up, uh, that would help. Okay, who's this next one from? Uh, Cheryl, Jan, 
the Kabooter here. I enjoy listening to you often on KLBJ. If possible, could you please identify these two plants? Our first thought is they are both weeds that we should get rid of. Um, thank you very much for your help. Oh, yeah, you got the uh, the more the kind of tree one is definitely uh, it's a china berry, definitely a weed. You should get rid of that while you still can. The other one. Once again, I can't blow these pictures up. Let me see if I can get a good look. <clears throat> Not sure what that first one is, uh, but again, there are really good apps out there, like uh, Picture This is one that a lot of people recommend. If you can get a good close-up of the leaves, I do not recognize that first one, but I do recognize the China Berry. So um, you might want to give this first one a little bit more time. Just see if it's a native plant that wants to be there um, and, and wants to flower. Uh, but otherwise, if you don't like the plant and it's not where you want it to be, then take it out. I mean, it's a weed to you if it's the wrong plant in the wrong place, right? So I... I don't know. I, I think that's a call that you just have to make. Okay, here's another text. I think I overwatered a live oak I planted three years ago that I was so proud of. It turned brown almost overnight. I'm heartbroken. I have so few success stories. Is there anything I can do? Any chance it might make it? Um... Once they turn completely brown, it's probably a goner. It could have gotten root rot if you if you think you did overwater it. Um, although live oaks will take a lot of water, a lot of that depends on your soil though. If you have heavy clay soil, um, and then that it might have held too much water in there. When y'all are planting trees, it's always a good idea. Dig the hole, fill it up with water, and see how long it takes for it to drain. Because if you go back out there the next day and it's still got a lot of water in it, that's going to tell you something, that it's, it's not, drain, not well draining. And most of our plants here need well, good drainage. All right, let's get that last break out of the way, and then we'll be back to finish up the show right after this. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. We've got 10 minutes left. We've got a few uh, texts to get to, but if y'all want to join the show, 512-836-0590. Call or text that number. Again, I'm Cheryl McLaughlin. You're listening to the Austin Gardener. And... Um, a couple more comments on the uh, that really made me sad. The little live oak that you planted three years ago that died overnight. I mean, I guess there's always a chance. It's just that when something happens and it turns completely brown, that typically means, you know, the end. Um, I mean, it's common for them to lose a few leaves this time of year because uh, it a lot of times they put on so many leaves in the spring, then they can't 
sustain them all when it gets real dry and they'll throw them off. Um, but what I would do is wait until fall to plant a new one because it's a lot easier to establish uh, trees um, in the fall. But meanwhile, you need to learn a little bit about what's going on under the ground there. If you dig that plant up and you have a bad smell, then that could be anaerobic decay. Um, or sometimes uh, the plants planted too deeply and the um, root flares are covered up. That can take a while to kill a plant, but it can do that. So we kind of need to do a little detective work here and see what was happening underground. If it's soppy, goopy, wet, you have a lot of clay, that you're probably right, you might have overwatered it. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I'm sorry that happened to you because I know it's frustrating. All right, let's go to Annette in Northwest Austin. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. What's going on? Um, well, number one, we got rain too, so yay. Yay! Yeah. And um, the reason I was calling, what can I do in this summer heat to enrich the soil of my garden beds? I don't think there's a lot to do right now. Um, anything you put on them this time of year, like uh, fertilizer, just even the good organic ones, time release ones, they just burn right up. You don't get mm. much benefit out of them. Um, compost, a lot of times that's too hot, too rich for this heat, you know. So the best thing you can do is just keep them mulched and keep your, you know, deep water your beds and kind of wait for cooler temperatures. I heard an ad this morning for Medina Soil Activator, mm -hmm. um, which is not a fertilizer, but it, it what it does is it gives beneficial microbes a, a little boost in the soil. So mm -hmm. that might be one thing you could do that's not going to hurt anything. Medina okay. Soil Activator. Great. I've been using that. I was using that during the winter months, about once a month, really yeah. up until June and July. Oh, well, if you've already July. been using it that much, you don't need to do it over and over again. Oh, uh, I think well. you're, you're probably okay. And if you've used it that much... Uh -huh. It just, because your microbes in the soil, they ought to be up and going with all that. Okay. Nothing seems to help uh, with my soil, so I was just trying to figure out what, in addition to compost. and There's not a so, lot this time look, of year. Now, you know, okay. you can get a soil test if you want one. Um, in the, you know, send it in and see if you're lacking anything. And most of the time... The main thing we're lacking in our soils is nitrogen. Um, yeah. You know about that. But um, sometimes we can get too much phosphorus buildup. That can that can be problematic. So if you get a chance, you might want to get a soil test and just see what they say. Well, I did that ages ago when we moved in here in 2014. And mm -hmm. um, we, we, had, uh, we were low on nitrogen. We were fine on everything else. Yeah, but um, okay. It sounds like I'm doing time to go to Europe uh, for a month, man. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Okay. Let's see about some of these other texts here. Um, 
Uh, this one says, um, anecdotally, the only times I've seen the giant milkweed have been on my frequent travels on the high plains. They have invariably been growing at a great distance from any trees. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, but it's cool that you've seen them. Of course, I'm going to go home and look them up. Uh, let's see this next test. Ooh, pretty, pretty flowers. Um, good morning, Cheryl. We're longtime listeners and big-time fans. My son used to call in... What music is it, the play that you play on the show? We like it. Very cheerful, cheerful. please advise. It's a rotating, um, thanks, Hannah and Jeff. Thank you. It's a rotating uh, list of songs that I like, funky music. So there's James Brown, kind of a lot of stuff that was popular when I was in high school in the 60s. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll say some of the names. Um, am I still plant zinnias? I have many coming up now, but since they like the heat, please advise. Yeah, you can keep them going. Zinnias will go to to the frost. Mama used to always plant zinnias, and I just loved them. Um, but yours are sure pretty. You got different kinds there. Uh, let's see. Any idea what's wrong with my tropical milkweed? It gets watered by the sprinkler twice a week, plus I have deep watered in the last week. In the last three weeks, I've sprayed with neem oil both sides of the leaves and around the dirt at the base of the plant. And the same with Captain Jack's dead bug. I do not see any bugs anywhere, but they keep getting yellowing leaves that drop off and then uh shriveling i continually remove the yellow leaves in case it has a fungal disease i think you put uh, it says oh and i'm drowning in white flies um <clears throat> i think you're doing too much you're putting too much on it and yellowing leaves can be a sign of underwatering as well as overwatering it could be a little bit of a leaf fungus but I'd quit uh, spraying oil on it because I think that's probably going to hurt the leaves this time of year. If you need to do anything, just spray it with some seaweed, liquid seaweed, and not in the middle of the day um, because that's not that's not good for it. All right, last quick call here. Larry, College Station, what you got? Yeah, well, the rainwater, I uh, just wanted to say rainwater's extremely... Uh, uh, good for you, I guess. And uh, I grew up on a farm out in West Texas. We had uh, a cistern, and we collected the rainwater off the roof of the house of, uh, after uh, birds would fly over and droppings, and the rain came and ag chemicals on the roof and washed into the cistern. And we drank it for, well, my parents for 50, 60 years myself 18 and everybody was healthy well thank you i'm so sorry i've got to let you go because that is a great of course we all grew most of us did in, in new Braunfels, where i'm from every there you can still find the old cisterns everywhere but yeah better to drink the rainwater right thank you for you your bet. call larry i appreciate you listening uh thanks folks it's been a good day for us um i'll try to answer a few of these texts off the air 
Um, but I really appreciate y'all tuning in and sending me all these good questions and uh, good comments, too. I love getting the answers from y'all. See you next Sunday.